our top stories tonight. The Houston Texans will regret this trade up for Will Anderson. And Will Anderson is a fantastic player, but that doesn't mean it was a good decision. And Texans fans, they are quite furious at player profiler on Twitter. We'll get into that and much, much more on player profiler today. The Houston Texan faithful, they are quite furious at Player Profiler. And it all started with a quote from the Podfather. The quote from the Podfather is that the Houston Texans will regret this trade-up for the next decade. Was it a little hyperbolic? I mean, maybe, but also maybe not. Based on the players that could be available where the Texans will be picking next year. Because the Texans are still not a good team. Will Anderson is a phenomenal player. One of the most decorated college athletes ever. But it's still not the move. And you'll hear some common arguments. The Houston Texans, they didn't trade up for Will Anderson. They traded up for CJ Stroud and they got a steal. Only giving up a future first and their second rounder. That's a steal for CJ Stroud. No, that is not how this works. CJ Stroud was literally off the board when you traded up at three. You already took him. So no, this was not a trade up for CJ Stroud. This was a trade up for Will Anderson. Well, if we had waited and we drafted Will Anderson, we'd have had to pay way more. You were not idiots. Do, do you understand what I'm saying here? Let someone else overpay and pay quarterback prices because that's what the Texans did. They paid quarterback price to move up to number three to not draft a quarterback. Well, the Titans uh, could have traded up to three. They, they were in competition. Yeah, the Titans were trying to trade for a quarterback. They were not going to take Will Anderson. And the Colts were taking a quarterback at four. So realistically, if you wanted Will Anderson that badly, you could have waited until five trade up with the Seattle Seahawks or just not trade up for another player or just wait, trade back, just continue to add value. Oh, but we like this trade up. We're happy with, with our picks. Congratulations, Houston Texans fans. Congratulations. I'm so happy that you are happy with your picks. Truly, I am. As a Lions fan, I get it. I have come around on the Lions selections. I don't think it was premium capital. We'll get to that later. But I like the players that the Lions landed. And I understand why the Houston Texans fans out there love the players they got in CJ Stroud and Will Anderson. I would too. But we're talking about building a roster and that is completely different than just getting players that we like and we'll get into that more but first we want to talk about some more roster building with the ffpc you know people always ask me hey what is the the world series of fantasy or the super bowl of fantasy football and it's easy it's the ffpc the fantasy football players championship it's a six million dollar prize pool and they've had their never-too-early best ball leagues cranking since February. And so the FFPC is the answer to so many questions. Hey, hey, where's the best place to get a dynasty orphan? Well, you can adopt a dynasty orphan at the FFPC. 
That's why we partner with them. If you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, seasonal, best ball, dynasty, go to the FFPC. And don't forget, promo code UNDERWORLD to get you $25 off your first team. $25 off your first team, no matter what team it is, no matter what format it is, at the FFPC. Go do it. Friends. Oh, we love our friends over at the FFPC. They are truly great to us, and we hope that you are great to them. Because we know they will be great to you. Go out, build some rosters with the FFPC. Better then the Houston Texans are building up their own roster. So more common arguments from Houston Texans fans. Well, we have all of our picks next year. No, you literally don't. You don't have your first round pick. You have a first round pick from the Cleveland Browns, but I'm getting so many responses. No, we have all of our picks. We didn't give up anything. That's just not true. Oh, well, actually, this is a bet that we're going to be better than the Browns. Have you seen how easy our schedule is? We're going to win eight games. Well, those are all sorts of projections. Believing that the Texans will be better than the Browns, that is a massive, massive leap to win eight games as the Houston Texans. That is a massive, massive leap. Well, even if we're bad, it doesn't matter because the Arizona Cardinals, they won't even capitalize on those picks anyways. That has nothing to do with the Houston Texans at all, even a little bit. Just because someone else messes up with the picks you gave them doesn't mean you made the optimal decision. This is all hindsight bias. I get asked, well, it's it's still a premium position. Yes, it is a premium position, but it's not a quarterback. You do not pay quarterback prices, and if you're pretending that this was a pay-up for C.J. Stroud, you are coping. That is not how this works. You don't trade up and pay C.J. Stroud prices when C.J. Stroud isn't on the board. It's just not how it works. Well, if we took Will Anderson next year, nobody bats an eye. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely not. But you also gave up more than just your first. You gave up your second this year. I think they gave up something else as well, but regardless, not the same, not the same. Will Anderson is going to be a great player. Will Anderson is going to be a fantastic player, but what happens if the Texans pick next year that goes to the Cardinals lands them Drake may what happens if it lands them Caleb Williams? What happens if not even just those guys, there could be other quarterbacks that ascend. What if it's Marvin Harrison jr. You Give up the chance to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Pair him again with C.J. Stroud? No. You don't pay non-quarterback prices, or you don't pay quarterback prices for a non-quarterback. Well, if you have a bunch of picks, we have so many picks, it doesn't matter anyways. We have a surplus of picks. Yeah, that's how you burn through them. Do we not remember when the Cleveland Browns had a surplus of picks and They were just going to be good forever because they had so many picks. And then all of a sudden they start trading those picks for Jarvis Landry, which is a fine move, but his contract was just so expensive. It was not the correct process. The Browns are the case in point of how to 
mess up despite all of these picks. The Lions could do the same thing, drafting inopportune positions, paying premium prices for non-premium positions, giving up quarterback prices for non-quarterbacks. And it's just always funny to see the people that come out in droves to dunk on, this is a bad take, Podfather, you're wrong here. No, the Houston Texans actually made the right decision. Well, no, even if they made the wrong decision, it's still bad. You're telling on yourself with this take player profiler. Well, you're right sometimes, but this is just too far. But those same people, those same Texans fans, if the joke was at the Titans' expense, they would be all about it. And that's just the beauty of social media. None of it is real at all. It is all just pro wrestling, and it is truly amazing when you can understand that. Because nothing the haters, nothing that the Texans fans can say will make us pivot off of this take. Only time will tell if we are correct or not that the Texans will regret trading up for Will Anderson. But don't try to old takes exposed us. It's not going to work. We run a show. Every single year, old takes exposing ourself. The internet is funny, and it was a fun day, but Houston Texans fans are coping beyond belief, and it is just too much fun. We also are starting to see just a little bit of cope from our Tyler Algier truthers. I'm sorry, Ahan. Love you, buddy, but it is cope to believe that because we got one, one singular highlight clip of Bijan Robinson running a route at wide receiver, because we got to see that once we are to now believe that, oh, Bijan, he's going to be playing in the slot. Tyler Algier to the moon. His ceiling's going to go up. We're supposed to believe that, really? I mean, Bijan looked pretty damn good. As a wide receiver, I'll show you here, but come on, really? Tyler Algier is going to see more snaps because Bijan Robinson is going to spend more time in the slot. That is where we're going here, really? I mean, it looks good. It looks fun. But that's not how football works. We hear every single year. That player X is going to break out. Player X is going to all of a sudden play more in the slot. This this running back is going to be used as a receiver. This tight end is going to be used as a receiver. But when does that ever actually happen? Even Christian McCaffrey, even Le'Veon Bell, some of the greatest receiving backs in recent memory have not been in the slot that much. It's just not how offenses work. Tight ends don't just suddenly become wide receivers. That's just not how the NFL has worked historically. So I love the idea. I truly love the idea of Bijan Robinson becoming a slot receiver, but it's just not happen. It isn't. Bijan Robinson, at the end of the day, He's going to be used as a running back. He's going to ca- catch a lot of passes. And Tyler Algier is just going to be a pure sludge hammer. But 
For more on this rookie class, we got to kick it over to the Podfather. Talk about the rookie guide. Take it away. Oh, I'm wearing Cody's hat in honor of Cody Carpentier. He has finished the rookie guide. It is a masterpiece. The best rookie guide you will read that combines both real NFL draft analysis and fantasy analysis. This guy goes deep. I mean, do you know who Tyon Evans is? This man wrote up and ranked 40 running backs, 40 wide receivers, 15 quarterbacks, and 23 tight ends. 23 tight ends? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We've got fantasy rookie draft cheat sheets for super flex and single quarterback to go along with these write-ups that include analytics player comps and play style player comps. All the stats you need, the analysis you need to understand what kind of impact these guys are going to have in the NFL and for your fantasy team. So go to playerprofiler.com, go to any player page, go to the NFL draft section and click the button to get the rookie guide. It's just 10 bucks. That's it. That's all. It's not the most expensive, but it is the best. Truly, the Player Profiler Rookie Guide is the best that you can get. Absolutely love all the work that Cody put into it. Sign up now, get the Rookie Guide, or sign up for the all-in package. Use promo code JACK when you sign up for $10 off. You can't beat it. You get all the information that I have access to for your own use so many different stats and tools and metrics and ways to determine that jameer gibbs oh jameer gibbs this is it's gonna be a saga because it's already started jameer gibbs misses practice with an ankle injury and it's just a minor ankle injury but isn't it funny that deandre swift oh he can't stay healthy we got to ship him out. He can't stay healthy. He's not a Dan Campbell guy. Dan Campbell needs guys that can stay healthy. And then his replacement that they gave up DeAndre Swift and uses a first round pick on. That player is instantly injured. It is just oh, so classic. It's unfortunate. Jameer Gibbs is going to be fine ultimately, but it's just a sign that we know what we're talking about. Process matters. Just like with the Houston Texans, process matters. Accumulating more assets and using your premium assets on premium players matters. And the Lions didn't do that. They did draft Jack Campbell, who looks like an absolute stud. He is a mountain of a man and moves very well, but rocking that 46, I'm telling you, he's got to change that jersey if he wants to be a true star at the NFL level. Apparently, we haven't seen too many highlights from the Lions minicamp, but Sam Laporta looks like the best player at the Lions minicamp. He stonewalled Jack Campbell in a special teams drill. Sam Laporta, look out, number 87, which is just a beautiful number as well for a tight end. Sam Laporta, be on the lookout. And be on the lookout for Tank Bigsby as well. Tank Bigsby. According to John Shipley, one of the Jaguars insiders, looks like the best player on the field. Tank Bigsby, compared to all the other rookies, he is shining. He is moving well. He's rocking that number four. And the Tank Bigsby drumbeat continues on and on and on. Isn't it interesting? I'm starting to worry just a little bit about Travis Etienne more and more every single day. But we'll see. 
once the season rolls around, what ultimately happens. But based on where I imagine Tank Bigsby is going right now in redraft and in best ball, he's probably going to end up a value. He's probably going to be this year's James Conner. Probably going to be getting 40, 30, 30 to 40% of the snaps, touches, everything. Maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. He's going to have a role, though. Tank Bigsby is the new RB2 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Will Levis, there is a reason that Cody had Will Levis as his quarterback one. And we all know why, because we pay attention to player profiler. We listen to Cody when he talks. And he's been telling us for months that Will Levis is the most physically gifted arm in this class man has an absolute cannon and he showed it off the other day too so wait let's move back there great try to show anyway let's let us Look, I got to find a better way to do this. The Twitter clips aren't doing it. I'm going to have to download these or something, but we're working through it because like you requested yesterday on the show, more clips, more highlights from these rookie camps to see what we're working with to sift through the Fugazi together. So we'll find a better way to make this work, but it's going to happen. But for now, bear with me as we deal with some of the technical difficulties here is what we're looking at with Will Levis, though. Just watch it. The man has an absolute... That absolutely marvelous... Oh, well, you know it can do it. Oh, well, it doesn't really matter if it's not going to do it. You don't even have pads on. Where's the defensive line? Don't care. This is hold on. With Will Levis, the arm talent. He walks in and has a top five arm in the NFL. And that matters. Will Levis is taking control of the Tennessee Titans. Will Levis will be the starting quarterback for the Titans sooner rather than later. Just wait until there's a quarterback injury in training camp in the preseason, and Ryan Tannehill is going to be shipped out of there, and Will Levis is going to be the starter, and I think he's going to be a damn good one at that. I'm back in, and I know it's just training camp highlights, but no, it's not just that. It's training camp highlights confirming our priors, let's be honest, but come on. It's fun, and it's not an overreaction when we're just saying this is what we expected him to do, and he's already doing it. Because remember with me, Malik Willis, we knew he was going to be raw, but he was really raw. With Will Levis, we know he's going to be a little bit raw, but the arm talent, it's just too sweet. It's too irresistible. It is too good. Anthony Richardson, also too good. Another day and another report about Anthony Richardson and how far ahead he is compared to everyone else. The Colts are impressed by Anthony Richardson's pocket awareness, especially. Oh, that is interesting, isn't it? Because Anthony Richardson was supposed to be raw, needed more snaps to develop. But 
we had Rich Rebar here on Player Profiler on the Mind of Mansion show. And he shed some light on the awareness of Anthony Richardson, his ability to avoid sacks by moving, scrambling, throwing it away, throwing it quickly. Anthony Richardson is more put together than he is given credit for. And Anthony Richardson will be the Colts starter in week one. Cedric Tillman also gaining some training camp height. Cedric Tillman, not going to share the video because unfortunately the it's just not working right now. I got to find a better way to do this, but I'm excited to be bringing you these clips all throughout the offseason. But Cedric Tillman, he is this year's, ne- sorry, he is next year's Donovan Peoples-Jones. Donovan Peoples-Jones is in the final year of his contract. Cedric Tillman is the one-for-one replacement to DPJ. And this is a good thing. That is a role that had success. It is a role that flashed at times. It's an inconsistent role, but Will Fuller was inconsistent and he won quite a few weeks. No, it's not the exact same. Cedric Tillman is more of a clasher. He's not as fast as Will Fuller. Don't get me wrong, but Will Fuller, Cedric Tillman, they can both play on the outside. They can both stretch the field. Fuller does it more with his raw speed. Tillman does it more with his body control and his length. Either way, Cedric Tillman could be an upgrade on Donovan Peoples-Jones in 2024. Keep a lookout for that. Keep a lookout for Jordan Addison. He is ice cold in that number three, as we talked about yesterday. Another highlight video came out highlighting Jordan Addison. And just, oh, the man has swag for days. He is just, Jordan Addison's going to be a stud. That's all there is to it. And if you listen to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield is going to be a stud. Let that sink in. Baker Mayfield, he is this year's Geno Smith, or at least in the Buccaneers' eyes. Dave Canales, offensive coordinator, who came over from Seattle, who was the quarterback coach for Geno Smith and uh, not Proc Purdy, Drew Locke, geez Louise. All these mid-quarterbacks getting me confused. But this year, it is quite clear that Baker Mayfield is the Geno Smith. He is the favorite. He is the guy that's going to get the first crack. And if throughout training camp, if throughout the preseason, Baker Mayfield avoids interceptions, avoids turning the ball over, that he will be the starter. And if he doesn't do that, then that will open the door for Kyle Trask. But you listen to Dave Canales talk about Baker Mayfield. I mean, the adjectives, swag, belongs in the huddle, lights up a room, connects with people. The game isn't too big for Baker Mayfield. Never too big. The lights are never too bright for Baker Mayfield. This is Baker Mayfield's job to lose. Kyle Trask is the backup. And if Baker Mayfield fails, Kyle Trask can come and pick up the pieces. But Baker Mayfield is the incumbent for this Tampa Bay offense. And he has a new receiver to play with. Trey Palmer. He is getting a lot of hype from rookie minicamp. Trey Palmer is an absolute dog. Looked incredible. They're highlighting that he's getting used on end arounds and just showing off his speed. Smooth is the word I keep hearing thrown around when it comes to Trey Palmer. And then the comparison I really liked was a bigger, faster, smoother version of Russell Gage. He's got about 
six, seven, eight pounds on Russell Gage. Trey Palmer, four, three, three. He is electric. He has elite speed. Unless you ask Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer does not believe he is fast. What? That, that's an interesting answer. He doesn't think he's fast. Well, I, my receiver doesn't believe he's fast. That's not an alpha mentality. No, no, no. It is. Because Trey Palmer, he thinks that he's fine, but he can get better. He can get faster. He wants to be a better professional. He learned from Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and Terrace Marshall how to be a professional, but now he has to come and learn from Mike Evans, learn from Chris Godwin, learn from Russell Gage. The man is humble but hungry. Trey Palmer is an absolute dog. He is going to be the Russell Gage replacement. He is going to beat Russell Gage out by midseason. And with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin potentially on the move at some point based on their contracts, Trey Palmer has a track to be a wide receiver too within the next couple of years. Love me some Trey Palmer. Excited to see him. Sean Tucker is apparently loved by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They see him as a Thomas Rawls type. If you remember, Thomas Rawls was just the guy that filled in for Marshawn Lynch, which, okay, if Sean Tucker just comes in and fills in for Rashad White, if he misses any games, fine. But Thomas Rawls does not scare me away from Rashad White being a bell cow. Not in the least. A couple final notes around the NFL. Congratulations to Todd Bowles, by the way, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He graduated today. 37 years after he left, he's back to graduate. And just congrats. Beautiful story. Love to see that. But it's not all good news. It's not good news for Micah Parsons, who has basically been told to shut up. Micah Parsons comes out and says, yeah, I'm, I'm focusing on being an edge rusher. I'm going to be an edge rusher this year. I'm going to play defensive end. And Dan Quinn comes out. No, that's not true. He's still a chess piece. We're going to move him around. And I don't believe Dan Quinn because last year it was 200 snaps that Micah Parsons played linebacker versus over 800 at edge. Micah Parsons is an edge rusher. That's what he is. But if you want to pretend that he's still a linebacker to have some negotiation, some leverage when it comes to contracts, whatever. But just found this funny that Dan Quinn, no, Micah Parsons is still a linebacker that rushes the passer. He is a pass rushing linebacker. He is not a defensive end. Thank you very much. If you want to know about my players, ask me. Just a very interesting answer. But by all accounts, Dan Quinn is a player's coach. Just found, found this one funny. And Zadarius Smith is on his way out. The Minnesota Vikings are sending Zadarius Smith to the Cleveland Browns. Browns get Zadarius Smith, a 2025 sixth round pick, and a 2025 seventh round pick. And in return, the Minnesota Vikings get a 2024 fifth round pick and a 2025 fifth round pick. So this is purely a salary dump by the Minnesota Vikings. This is the Vikings moving on from a player that didn't want to be there. We knew that Zadarius Smith had requested a trade already. And now, he gets it. He's on his way out. Marcus Davenport is now the full-time starter opposite Danielle Hunter. And 
Zadarius Smith, he gets a new contract. He gets to rush opposite Jadavian Clowney for one year, $11.75 million fully guaranteed instead of a two-year deal with over $13 million guaranteed, but it was $9 million this year, $5 million next year. So instead, they accelerate that. Zadarius Smith gets more cash in 2023, hits free agency in 2024, starts the cycle again. The Vikings clear cap space, something they have been working on all off season long, something that we have been following. And clearly Zadarius Smith gone. That is the final move before Dalvin cook is cut by the Minnesota Vikings.